Praise the Lord. I'm going to be reading from the book of Second Chronicles in chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 28. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 28. Then we're going to read the very familiar verse in chapter 7 and verse 14. Things should be seen on your screen there. Second Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 28. If there is a famine in the land, or a plague, or crop disease, or attacks of locusts, or caterpillars, or if your people's enemies are in the land besieging their towns, whatever disaster or disease there is, and if your people Israel pray about their troubles and sorrow, raising their hands toward this temple, now the temple signifies the presence of God, then hear from heaven where you live and forgive. Give your people what their actions deserve. For you alone know each human heart. Then they will fear you and walk in your ways as long as they live in the land you gave to our ancestors. Now we're going to turn to chapter 7. And verse 14, very familiar verse as I said. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. We read up to verse 16. But essentially what the Spirit of God is recorded here is in the history of Israel. We know that King Solomon, once he finished the great temple and his own house, he made elaborate sacrifices and he prayed to God and he said, Lord, if ever your people that you have given this good land to, if ever they should face trouble and sorrow, if ever they should get into a situation where there's a plague, disease, or any disaster, we just read that in chapter 6, when they humble themselves, when they seek you, Lord, when they pray toward this holy temple, and we know the temple signifies God, His presence. That whenever people look up to God, whenever people look up to heaven with their whole heart, God promises, because this is the reply God gave to Solomon's prayer in chapter 7, verse 14. He says, once again I read this, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So God is one who is willing, always willing, to stretch forth his hand to help us, to bless us, especially when we're in trouble. We know the situation in the whole world right now is a crisis that no one can ignore or afford to ignore. But essentially it's a plague. And the people of the world must take a good look at what it is that God is 
trying to tell them. And whereas God wants to heal, he loves us so much, he doesn't want to see anyone in misery. He wants to reach forth and deliver us. God at the same time shows us the condition that we must fulfill. Notice, if my people which are called by my name shall do what? Humble themselves. It takes humility to cry out to God. The truth is, the nations of the world have not humbled themselves before God. With every form of evil under the sun, just like in Noah's day, judgment has been piling up. But the good news is this, that the glory of God is available. The presence of God is available. God's healing power and touch is available for you, for everyone who will call upon his name. But notice the first people, the first group of people that must cry out to God is the people who know Jesus Christ, who know that they have salvation in none other but Jesus Christ. The church must rise up all across the globe to say, Lord, help us. Help us to be the light you call us to be. Lord, help us to preach righteousness. Lord, help us not to preach a user-friendly sermon. Lord, we don't want to be just one-sided or lopsided. We want to take the whole word of God. We know you have healing. We need to say, Lord, we want to be true to your word and tell people that they must turn from their ways of living for themselves as if there is no God. Yes, even in the churches, that we must turn to God and say, Lord, We want you to be the Lord of our whole lives. Lord, we want you to go into every closet, in our houses, in our hearts, most importantly. Lord, check it, Lord. We want you to do an examination. Show us, Lord, if there's a plague in our hearts. We want to repent. We don't want to treat you as some friend or someone we can resort to only in times of crisis. The good news is, again, God is there for us even in the time of crisis. In the hour of despair, the Lord is with us. The Lord is here to help us. We're going to pray and then we're going to worship God and bring his presence to where we are. And he's going to come to where you are. If you have faith, God will meet you where you are. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. Father, we thank you that there is No other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, where we can, Lord, get the real salvation, the real healing for our souls, which is so much more important, vastly more important than any healing for our bodies. And yet, Lord, you made us three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And you want to heal the total person. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we thank you that you've shown your love to us. We thank you, Lord, for the freedom and the technology we have to be able to gather together in your precious name. Lord, we realize, we recognize that we haven't always understood your holiness, your majesty, your greatness. Father, the laws that are enacted in various places across the earth, the things people do in their leisure time and all other times. Father, so many have been in rebellion against you And Father, when we go through a crisis, you've taught us, and we will obey you. The best thing to do is humble ourselves and say, Father, where have we gone wrong? You never go wrong, Lord. 
You're always faithful. You're always just. You're always true. You're always merciful and kind. Father, help us. Help us to cry out to you in genuine repentance from the church of God to the streets and the political offices. Wherever it is, Lord, help us to lift high the banner of the Lord to say, seek the Lord while he may be found. And we know, Lord, during this time, many, many people are turning to you for hope, the only one who can give hope. We're thankful for that, Lord. We thank you that you've opened a window of opportunity for us to reach out to everyone, everywhere, to tell them Jesus loves them. That, Lord, you're looking to save us from the biggest disaster, which is a life apart from you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the salvation that is ours through your precious blood. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you help each one in their homes, Lord, wherever they're watching, as we are doing here, to give you everything, Lord, to give you our best worship, that God may fill us with his presence, that the healing virtue of Jesus Christ, by whose stripes we're healed, will touch everyone's body, their minds, and their spirits. We thank you, God, that you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We give you all the glory, all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. We're going to be worshiping the Lord, and we're going to have the lyrics there. So you can follow along and let's just praise God together. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your presence. The word says where two or three are gathered together in your name, you're there. In their midst, and we thank you, Lord, for gathering us together as the body of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. Even though we are physically not able to meet together, you've made this provision, Lord, by your grace, so that we can meet, Lord, together as your people online. And I pray that you will give us a spirit of worship at this hour. Lord, I pray that you will cleanse each one of us with your precious blood. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you. We give our all to you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Blessing to your kingdom, hallelujah. Oh, we need you, hallelujah. We praise you, hallelujah, wherever you are. Worship him with everything that is within you, hallelujah. Jesus Christ is in our midst, hallelujah. We give you glory, we give you glory, hallelujah. We give you glory, hallelujah. We glorify you. We glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Hallelujah. He's the object of our worship. Hallelujah. We worship you. Holy is glorious. Glory is holiest. Glory is holiest.
We praise you. He sets the solitary in families. Praise him. He makes the barren woman a joyful mother. Praise him. He lifts the needy out of the dunghill. Praise him. And sets them with the princess of his people. One more time. He sets the solitary in families. Praise him. He makes the barren woman a joyful Worship Him with all your heart. Worship Him with all your heart. Hallelujah. Has God been good to you? Hallelujah. Has God been good to you? Hallelujah. Father, Father, you have been good to me. Father, Father, you have been good. Thank you, Jesus. 
with hearts filled with gratitude. Yes, 
everything that is within us, O oh Lord, we praise you. We bring ourselves over to you. Living sacrifices. Oh, and we give ourselves over to you. Our Adonai, our Elohim, our El Shaddai, we praise you.
whatever situation you might be going through, nothing is impossible with the Lord God Almighty. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a person, whatever is impossible becomes possible. Hallelujah. Whatever mountain may have, God is able to make it a plain. Whatever valley you may have, God is able to raise it up. Hallelujah. The breath of God, the breath of God, the breath of God is what we need. Hallelujah. The dry bones shall rise at the sound of thy voice. The dry bones shall
any other hallelujah. Oh, therefore we praise him. He's above every sickness. He's above every problem. Hallelujah. We glorify him. Oh, we glorify him. Oh, we praise you. Worship Him, worship Him, hallelujah. He's over every problem. Oh, praise you, Lord. You are higher. Jesus is higher. Jesus is higher. We choose to look to Jesus. It's a choice. Looking to Jesus is a choice. Exalting Jesus is a choice. Refusing to magnify our problems is a choice. Hallelujah. The more we magnify Jesus, the smaller our problems will become. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You've called me out of darkness. You've called me.
on water. There's no one like you, Lord my God. God has called us for a higher purpose. God has called us for a higher purpose. God has called us not to live an ordinary life, but to live an extraordinary life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, set your affections on things above, not on things below. Oh, praise you, Jesus. We worship you, hallelujah. It is a choice. Setting up. Setting our hearts. Setting our affections. Not on what does not profit for our soul. Is a choice. Set your affections on things that will profit your soul, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Whatever you do, let it benefit your soul. Whatever you're doing, make sure it builds up your soul. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, do it with all your might. Do it unto the Lord, not unto man. Hallelujah. Do it with eternity in your mind. Jesus. You are my source of strength. You're the one who gives me power to do what? Why should God give us power and strength? Not to do whatever we think will bring us some satisfaction. Because whatever we think that will bring us satisfaction will always lend us great disappointment. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts. Live for eternity. Live with eternity in your mind. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, do it unto God. Do it for Him. Do it for His glory. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Spirit of the living God, work in the hearts of your people. Open the eyes of understanding, hallelujah. Open the eyes of understanding, hallelujah. Not to live for this world, for the things of this world will pass away. Before you know, it'll pass away. Your argument. Every word you've spoken, every house that you've built, every effort that you put on temporary things will leave us one day and it'll go away. But when we keep our minds and our hearts on things about whatever we do on earth, we live according to the blueprint that God has for you. You shall prosper in everything you do. You will glorify God in everything. God will cause you to ride on high places. If you choose to glorify God in every situation, if you choose to magnify Him through every trial, 
Hallelujah. God will turn all your trials into triumphant testimonies, victories. Hallelujah. What are you living for today? What are you living for today? God is asking you this question. What are you living for? What are you living for? What are you living for? Do you have a purpose in your life? What is your purpose? Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We're not called to live for today. Hallelujah. We know. We know. We know. God has called us for something far greater than what you're living for. God wants you to do great things in and through your life. Hallelujah. Don't live for the now. Don't live for this present world. Live with eternity in your mind. Hallelujah. And live for Jesus. And everything you do will prosper. God will cause you to ride on high places. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When I arise, when I arise, let me see you, Jesus. Let me see you, Jesus.
doesn't know that there is eternity because there is eternity hallelujah oh we thank you that is why Jesus came that is why he rode on the donkey that is why that is why that is why he triumphantly entered into Jerusalem that is why he triumphantly walked all the way to Calvary. That is why he carried that cruel cross. Because there is eternity. Hallelujah. We don't live for this world. Even though God has placed us in this world. We don't live for this world. We live for Jesus in this world. Hallelujah. We live for Jesus in this world. Hallelujah. Whatever we do when we have Jesus in our minds. And to glorify Him becomes our chief aim. Whatever you do shall prosper. Hallelujah. Praise you. When I arise, when I arise, let me see you, Jesus. Let me see you, Jesus. When I arise, Yes, sir. 
want to serve you, to love you, to see you, oh Jesus. Oh, not to live like the beasts of the field, which has no purpose, just eats, sleeps, runs around. But you've created us with a purpose. Our purpose is to glorify our Heavenly Father. Our purpose is to glorify Him in every situation. In every situation. Through every fiery trial. In every joyful moment. To have you in our hearts. To have you before our eyes. To have you in our minds. But whatever we do, Lord. Let it please you, Father. Let it please your heart, Lord. Jesus rode on that donkey. The Bible says to fulfill the scripture. The prophecy that was prophesied of him. Meek and lowly was he. Oh, he rode on a donkey. Hallelujah. He came to fulfill the purpose of God. His purpose was to die for you and for me. What is your purpose in life? Jesus came. Jesus rode on the donkey. We all celebrate Palm Sunday. It's good for us to celebrate Palm Sunday. Remember what Jesus did on the cross. But just remembering what he did on the cross or that he rode on a donkey is not sufficient. It has to provoke us to do something. Remembering what Jesus did on the cross should move us to do something. To live like him, hallelujah. To live like him. He lived with a purpose. You need to live with a purpose. We need to live with a purpose, hallelujah. The purpose is to do the will of the Father. Not our own thing. To do the will of the Father. Help me, Lord, to remember your great love you pour on me, that I may never turn from you. Let's sing this together one more time. 
the purpose. He fulfilled his purpose. Victoriously. 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 Triumphantly he entered into Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Triumphantly he entered into Jerusalem. He gave himself as a drink offering to his father. For you and for me, hallelujah. Just for me, you died on Calvary. Oh, Lord of glory. Just for me, just for me, just for me. Oh, hallelujah. Because he died on Calvary. You and I can worship him together. You and I together can worship him, hallelujah. You and I can worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He's no more coming on a donkey. He's going to come back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. With ten thousands and ten thousands and thousands of angels. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you just for me. Just for me. Just for me. You died on Calvary. Oh, Lord, of glory. Oh, just for me, just for me, Lord. Hallelujah. Take a few moments and thank Him. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ for taking that humble form, human form. Being God, He left all His glory. Just for me. Oh, just for me. Oh, just for me. Because of what he did on the cross of Calvary. My sins are forever forgotten. Yes. My curse is forever broken. Oh, yes. You came just for me. Oh, just to set me free. Just for me. My sins are forever forgotten, yes. Oh, my curse is forever broken. You hung on the tree, oh. You suffered for me, Jesus. Just for me. Oh, just for me, you died on Calvary. Oh, Lord of glory, Lord of glory, oh, Lord of glory. He left everything. And he not only took the humble form, the human form, he humbled himself to ride on a donkey, not on a big white horse. He humbled himself, the Bible says, all the way to death. Hallelujah. He understood his purpose. He came with a mission. He finished his mission. And he has given us a mission, hallelujah, to do. Have you understood your purpose? Have you understood your purpose in life? Have you understood the purpose of God that God has for you? Are you just living without a purpose? Are you just being a church goer? Simply a church goer. 
being a spectator, just living for today. Oh, Jesus is talking to you. The Spirit of the Lord is talking to you. Hallelujah. What is your purpose in life? Jesus understood his purpose. And he rode on the donkey. And we all sing Hosanna along with all those who sang Hosanna that day. But Jesus looks at us and he asks, okay, it's good that you sing Hosanna, but what are you doing? You understand the purpose with why. I came and rode on the donkey. Not for you just to sing Hosanna, but to live a life that is victorious. To live a life that is God glorifying. To live a life that will be filled with the love of Jesus to live a life that will be useful in the kingdom of God not to simply exist we're not called to merely exist oh just for me you died on Calvary oh Lord of glory and tell the Lord, Lord, I just don't want to waste my days on earth. I don't want to live without a purpose. You brought me into this world with a purpose. Each one of us, we have a definite purpose. Hallelujah. In Jesus Christ, we have a definite, glorious purpose. Hallelujah. He came with a purpose. And his purpose was to die so that we can be transformed so that we can be used by him to transform others oh just for me just for me just for me you died on Calvary oh Lord of glory oh thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, I thank you, Lord, for dying for me. I'm not simply just going to say thank you and not do anything about it. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. What have you done with the salvation God has given to you? What have you done with the healing God has given to you? What have you done with the deliverance God has given to you? Not to go back into bondage. God wants you to be someone who is used by God. How can you deliver people if you are in bondage? Hallelujah. Just for me, you died on Calvary. Oh, Lord of glory. Just for me. Just for me, God has called us to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. More than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Not to be bound by anything, but to be used of God to set others free. Hallelujah. My sins are forever forgotten. My curse is forever broken. You came just for me, 
a great treasure to know Jesus loves me. The world is in desperate need of that one thing. Whether you call it love or hope or joy or peace, it's the one thing that describes a real relationship with the living God. We're going to pray and then we're going to hear the word. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you, precious Lord. Lord, you're the, you're the one, you're the source of all our strength, all our joy. You're the one who came and took the curse away from us, Lord. We're forever grateful to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that this is a time when, Father, many of us are shut inside, shut indoors, on lockdowns all across the nation, all across the world. A time, Lord, that some have said it's a good time to connect with the family. Oh, Lord, but what use is it? You would tell us and ask us. If we connect better with the family, if that happens, many places it doesn't happen. People can't stand each other. But Lord, you're calling us to a living, vital relationship with you like we've never had before. A deep fellowship. A time to reflect on life. Reflect on the purpose for which you saved us. Heavenly Father, I pray that the Spirit of God would continue to work in our midst the Holy Spirit that's present in our midst right now would continue to work in a mighty way that, Lord, you will show us exactly how we stand before you and exactly where you want to take us to glory. Lord, not just glory in heaven, but a glorious life full of testimonies right here, right now. Especially in this hour when people are blinking and looking for answers. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for all of our problems. And I thank you, Lord, that the sin problem is the number one problem from which all of the destruction and selfishness and criminal activity emanate. No matter what level we see it. Jesus, you came and gave your blood to release us from that curse. Thank you, Lord. You make a criminal to be innocent again. And your word says, Lord, in the book of Romans, all have sinned. There's not one righteous person apart from your grace, O Lord, apart from the gift of faith that you give. We thank you, Lord, that there is a way. There is a way to live life to the fullest, even now. To have that intimate communion with you and to be used by you, Lord, to bring your hope and love and peace and joy to people right now where they're suffering. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We bless your name, O oh God, and we are opening our hearts right now to hear every word that you're going to continue to speak to us. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Praise God for giving us this time to worship Him together as a church, the body of Jesus Christ. We thank God for His presence that is here. And I believe that the same presence of God that was here in our midst was also there and is still there. Praise be to God. We're going to go into God's Word. And um, um, 
thank God for giving us the opportunity to be able to connect by this form, this means that God has given us. We thank God for that. We praise Him. We're going to go into God's Word. We're going to pray. Um, but before that, um, I would just like to say a couple of things. God bless all of you who are um, worshiping the Lord together with us. And may God bless you all the more in the days to come. We have our weekly meetings that we have, our fasting prayer meetings. And then uh, we will continue to have our um, services every day that we are having until the Lord shows us. So there will not be any um, our usual uh, single women's meeting or um, mothers with young children meeting or any of the other stuff that we usually have. Our weekly meetings will not be there until this crisis is over. We will be having uh, meetings every night at 7 p.m. on our usual video conference. And any of the uh, postings that we're going to post, it will be on our church WhatsApp group. So praise God. We're going to go into God's word at this time. Shall we just close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to come together to hear your voice. We need you to be our teacher at this hour. Spirit of the living God, that you will break your bread and you will feed us. As frail as we are, as little as we are, we come before you knowing that you are big. And we can just run and hide into you, our big Father. And from there we can accomplish great things for you. From the lap of our Heavenly Father, we can do great and mighty things for you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us the privilege to be your children, to be right with you, to be seated together in heavenly places. And I pray, Lord, that you will give us eyes to see, ears to hear, minds to understand, and hearts to obey. Please pray this prayer after me, like we usually do. Lord, open my eyes of understanding. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word, not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is trying to resist the word of God, every evil spirit that is trying to cause confusion that is trying to cause unbelief, that is trying to cause tiredness, sleepiness, distraction. I bind those demonic spirits in Jesus' name. Every evil spirit that is trying to cause bodily pain, I command it to leave right now in Jesus' name. Lord, as we meditate on your holy word, I pray may your revelation abound to us at this hour. Speak, Lord. We will listen and obey. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, and we're going to read from verse 28 onwards, Luke chapter 19, from verse 28 onwards. I'll just give a minute so you can have your Bibles open to Luke chapter 19, and we will read from verse 28. 
when he had said this he went on ahead going up to jerusalem let's go to the next verse and it came to pass when he drew near to bethphage and bethany at the mountain called olivet that he sent two of his disciples saying go into the village opposite you where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat lose it and bring it here and if anyone asks you why are you losing it thus you shall say to him because the lord has need of it i want to read this passage one more time let's read it from verse 29 and it came to pass when he drew near to bethphage and bethany at the mountain called olivet that he sent two of his disciples saying go into the village opposite you where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat loose it and bring it here now jesus christ he is going with his disciples he is coming closer to bethphage and bethany at the mountain called olivet there's a very clear description given by god in his word for a specific reason which is for us to know what happened where it happened when it happened and how it happened when jesus and his disciples came closer to that mountain called olivet jesus chose two of his disciples it says here luke 19 verse 29 says that he chose two of his disciples and he's telling them go and do this what is he telling those two disciples he had 12 disciples out of 12 he chose two for a specific task jesus chose two for a specific task and the task is to go to the village that is opposite to you and when you enter in you're going to see a donkey a colt tied on which no one has ever sat loose it and bring it here and if anyone asks you why are you losing it thus you shall say to him because the lord has need of it praise be to god what is jesus saying there first of all out of 12 he chose two and he's giving a specific command to those two disciples he's telling them go to the village that is across from you and when you go there you're going to see a donkey that is tied loosen the donkey if anyone asks what are you doing here with this donkey let them know that the master needs that go and tell them and according to what jesus said those two disciples did and they came to jesus christ with the donkey the spirit of the lord is speaking to our hearts today of something very specific that god is concerned about for us today as a church in our lives so we as god's people must understand god will give a specific task to specific people not everyone is called to do the same thing out of the 12 disciples he chose two to go and do this it was an important job god knows what to give to whom and according to the faithfulness and the capacity of a person god will give different kinds of jobs for people to do once we receive that instruction from god what are we doing is the question many times many people say i know god has called me for something i know god has called me for this you know i know i have a call of god on my life and this and that they say but they don't do a thing about it it is so important to not only know the call it is important to receive the instruction from god 
it is very important to carry out the instruction of God. It is important for us to know the call of God. God called me. Right? Those two disciples, they understood that out of the twelve, Jesus chose the two. So they understood that God called me for this task. That's number one. An understanding about what God wants you to do. Secondly, taking the instruction that God has given you exactly the way he gave it. An understanding of God's calling. Secondly, an understanding of the instruction that God is giving with that call. There will always be a specific instruction that goes with the call of God to carry out the call of God, the work of God that God has called you to do. If I know the call and I don't know the instruction, then I'll be in danger of actually messing up big time because instead of going to the opposite village, I can go somewhere else and take something else and end up being locked up somewhere else. When Jesus tells us to do something, when we follow exactly what he's telling us to do, then the results will carry out exactly the way he already foretold. If we go and do something else, we can get into trouble because that's not what he said. His promise will come true based on the fulfillment of the condition. What God is calling us to do, we must find from the Lord. We find out from him. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you've called me. What do you want me to do? Our God is alive. He speaks. He's a God who speaks. So, these two disciples had a conversation with Jesus Christ. What is Jesus saying here? He's calling them out. He called two of them. And he called them and he's giving them a specific task. The task was to go and loosen that donkey. If anyone asks you, tell them that the master is in need of that donkey. And he will let it go. God is speaking to your hearts today. What is the call of God in your life? What has God called you to do? God is calling you to do something important for Him. Something that God wants to give you in order to bless you. See, these two disciples had the glorious opportunity of bringing the donkey to Jesus Christ so that Jesus Christ could ride on that and fulfill the prophecy that was prophesied over Him many, many years ago. If God is calling you to do something, it's a special thing. It's never a burden. It's a glorious thing. It's a special thing God is calling you to do. It is so important for you to value the call of God. It is so important for you to understand the call of God. It is so important for you to receive the instruction from God as to what God wants you to do. And when you receive it, it is so important for you to obey or execute the plan of God. Whatever God is telling you to do, simply do it. Whatever he promised will automatically happen. Whatever God has called you to do, just do it. Whatever he said will happen, will happen when you just go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Three things God is speaking to you. Very simple, very simple message God is giving to us. We can just remember it in our minds. What has God called you for? Think about your purpose. The Spirit of the Lord was speaking to us during worship about the purpose of God. What is the purpose of God in your life? Know the purpose. Value the purpose. Understand the purpose. Once you understand the purpose, 
find out the instructions for the purpose, how to execute that purpose. What is God calling you to do? And how does he want you to fulfill that? Find that out from God. When God speaks to you as to what you should do, be someone, just like those two disciples, believe what God said, and simply go and do what God has told you to do. When you do that, God will fulfill that which he has promised, which was to these people. You go and untie it. When the guy asks you, the owner asks you, tell him that the master needs it. And you know what the result is going to be? He's going to give you that donkey. He's going to let go of that donkey. God is speaking to us today. God has called each one of us to be soul winners for the Lord Jesus Christ. God has called each one of us to be an influence, a positive influence in the lives of those who are suffering. In the lives of those who are broken. In the lives of those who are lost. In the lives of those who are oppressed. In the lives of those who are filled with tears. In the lives of those who are hopeless. In the lives of those who don't even know their purpose in life. If you understand your purpose in life, then you will be of value to the kingdom of God. You will be a vessel that will be useful in the hands of the Lord God Almighty. God has called each one of us to have a positive impact in the lives of those around us. Yes, the donkey was tied. It belonged to someone. But when Jesus sent these two people, he gave them power through his word, he said. Go and untie it. When you untie it, when the owner asks, tell him that I need that. As soon as they hear that word, that guy will back off and he will let go of the donkey. If God gives you the instruction, he gives you the power to execute it. And it's so important to believe what God has said and move by faith, knowing that. If God has called me to be of use to his kingdom, if God has called me to be an influence in this area, in this community, or in my college, in my workplace, or at the marketplace, wherever it is, if God has called you, which God has, because to every disciple he says, go, go and share the good news. Go and share the good news. If you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, And he has called you with a purpose to share the good news. And the good news is, if you go and share the good news, then whatever enemy or whatever owner the person is belonging to, which is the kingdom of darkness, through the word that God has given you, God will cause you to be able to free that person from that owner. And bring him to Jesus Christ. The words of God are very powerful. If God has called you to do something, make sure you get the instruction from God. If God has called you for something, make sure that you go to him and you ask him. Receive from him. Follow through with what he has told you to do. Every time you obey him, every time you do what God has called you to do. Know for sure, God will give you that which you promised, which is you'll come with souls. You will come with souls into the kingdom of God. See, Jesus never said, you're going to go there, you're going to see a donkey, just untie it and just bring it. He never said that you're not going to have an obstacle. 
He said, yeah, you're going to face an obstacle. When you go there to untie the donkey, the owner is going to come and ask, what are you doing? You're going to face an obstacle, but don't get scared. Don't be afraid. When you look at the owner, tell him simply what Jesus told you to say. Because the power of Jesus Christ is so powerful. Everyone should and everyone will bow down to it. When you say the words of Jesus, the owner of the donkey will let go of the donkey. Know this for sure that when God has called his people to go and rescue people from darkness, the owner, the slave owner I should say, Satan, has those people bound with chains. When you as a child of God go into that territory because Jesus has told you to, yes, you will face opposition. That slave owner will come and he will say, what are you doing? These are mine. I have chained them for so long with depression. I have chained them for so long with addiction. I have chained them for so long with immorality. I have chained them for so long with lying. I have chained them for so long with pride. I have chained them for so long with delusion. I have chained them for so long with murder. Whatever it is. That slave owner of those people will say that. But when we have the word from God, And we go when we say, Jesus said that he needs these souls. At the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy who been holding these people as captive for so long. The enemy will let go. The people that Satan has been holding for so long. At the word of Jesus Christ through you. He will let go. At the word of God, he will let go of the possession of the people that he has been holding on to. May God speak to your hearts today. May the spirit of the living God speak to your hearts today. And may the Holy Spirit work in your heart. Not to give in to fear. Oh, if I go and try to rescue somebody here. What if I am attacked? What if this will happen to me? What if that will happen to me? The Lord is saying, don't give in to fear. Because Jesus has called you to do something far greater than what you can do with your own strength. Jesus is called to do something far greater, far greater, far greater than what you might ever have thought in your mind was possible with you. Yes, many people are bound to darkness. Many people are bound to addiction. Many people are bound to all kinds of things, imprisoned by Satan. If Jesus has called you to go and set them free, no force can stop you. No force can stop you from you releasing them, bringing them to Jesus Christ. So don't let fear stop you. Don't let any obstacle stop you from doing the will of God. If God has called you to do something, go do it. If God has called you to do something, go do it. If God has called you to do something, understand it's very special. Out of all the people God has chosen, two people to go and release that donkey. Many people are tied to different kinds of bondages, addictions, sin, sickness, whatever burden they're not able to bear, but they're bound to it. They're bound by it. God is asking you this question today. I'm calling you to go and release them. Will you go? It's not right where you are. You have to go across. 
You have to go across. It's not right where you are. You have to travel some distance. You have to go across in order to bring them to you. There's sacrifice involved. You might face opposition. But whatever it is, God is asking you this question. Will you take that step to go and do what God is calling you to do? Or are you saying that, Lord, not me. Send the other disciple. I'll just simply sit where I am. Wherever I am, I'll just sing some songs and I'll just pay some tithes and offerings and I'll just go to church and I'll just go home and I'll just sit and not do anything. God has not called you to do nothing. God has called you for something. Every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is called to do something. Because he has called you with a purpose. As we sang today, he has called us to bring down mountains. He has called us to raise up valleys. He has called us to trample serpents. He has called us to tread on scorpions. God has called you for something. God has called you to loosen some donkey that's somewhere. You have to go across, yes. Go across. But God is telling you how to do it, where to go. And God gives you authority over it. Are you willing to go to Jesus Christ? When he says, out of 12, when he says, come here, Peter, come here. John, come here. That's the first step. That's what God is doing today. He's calling you for something big. When you come to Jesus, your job is to be in the presence of God and receive the instructions to what God wants you to do in order to rescue souls, in order to rescue the broken, in order to bring healing to the brokenhearted, in order to bind the wounds of those who are bruised. God is speaking to our hearts today. How can we sit at home? Not do anything about what we see. How can we sit at home and not do anything? How can we just say, Lord, call somebody else? We cannot do that. God is speaking to our hearts very clearly today. The very same Jesus who called the two disciples out of the ten is calling you today. He's calling you today. He's calling you today. He's calling you today. And he's saying, you must go across to that village over there. And there you will see this donkey. That donkey represents people. Remember that. It represents people. Jesus needs those people. He loves those people. He cares about those people. He doesn't want them to be tied any longer. But God is looking at your face and he's asking you this question. Will you go and untie them? I want you to go and untie them. Go and untie them. When you go to untie them, you will face obstacle. When you face the obstacle, use the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus. Tell the enemy, Jesus wants this donkey to be released. Jesus wants these people to be released. Use the name of Jesus. When we understand the call of God, when we understand the instructions that God gives to us. When we understand the importance of executing the instruction that God has given to us. We will inherit the blessing that comes from it. The joy. Imagine how much joy the disciples would have had. When they took the donkey. They were like, oh, thank God. This guy like got the donkey. And imagine what joy they would have had when they saw Jesus ride on the donkey. And everybody shouted Hosanna. They would have been so happy because it was a donkey that they went and brought for Jesus. Listening to the instruction that Jesus gave. Being called of God. Receiving the instruction from God. 
and executing the instruction that God has given will lead us into great joy, great fulfillment. When you understand the purpose of your life and you follow through with it, you will inherit great joy that comes from fulfilling the purpose of God. There's such joy and satisfaction that will come to you when you fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you are such an awesome God. The Lord God who created the heavens and the earth. Your understanding is so vast. Your heart is so big for people. Yet you call little people like us to go and loosen the donkey that's tied somewhere. As this call of God is coming to your people, Lord, today, may there be people who will respond to the call of God, who will say, yes, Lord, I will go, and who will go with it confidence that because Jesus said, go and untie it. I'm not going to fear, man. I'm going to go and untie that donkey. Because Jesus said, if you face opposition, tell the man this. That's what I'm going to do. They went with confidence, faith in the word of Jesus Christ. Do you believe in the word of God? Do you believe that God's word is enough to give you strength? Do you believe that God's word is enough to give you power? Do you believe that God's word is enough to protect you when you serve him? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that you'll touch your people right now. Wherever they are, Lord, as you've spoken to them, I know the spirit of the Lord is working in this hour. Whatever you're speaking to them, Lord, I ask you. You'll take this word deep into the hearts of your people. That you'll break every barrier, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As simple as it is, the word of God is so effective, so powerful. May it work in the hearts of your people, Lord, as the leaven that is hid in the flower. And it leaveneth the whole lump. I pray, may this word that you have spoken today do a deep work in the souls of your people, Lord. Move them into action, Lord, so that they'll be used by you to release the donkey that you want them to. Says your servant, Lord, I pronounce your blessing upon your people. That they may understand the purpose that God has for their lives. That they may receive the instruction that God has for them in order for them to loosen that donkey that's somewhere. May they not give in to fear, never give in to fear, O oh Father. They may be people of faith so that they can accomplish the task that is given by God to them. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. Thank you for blessing our service today. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for your work that you have accomplished this day, Father. Continue to magnify Jesus more and more and more as we walk in obedience to the word of God. To the voice of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your precious word, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of the purpose for which you came. Thank you, Lord. Lord, to shine in our hearts. You brought us out of darkness as we sang. Jesus. Father. We thank you, Lord, that the Spirit of God will 
carry this word and cause a transformation in the hearts of your people. That Lord, the one reason we will live is for your glory and your glory alone. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father, for this time. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I pronounce the benediction. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Please join us uh, next time, next Sunday at 11 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. And uh, continue to meditate on the Word of God and worship the Lord. And He will definitely use your life to bring many people to Him. Praise God. Amen. God bless all of you. And um, we'll all see um, you tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. on our uh, video conference line. And we miss all of you, and God will bring us all together uh, physically. But until then, we will continue to meet online and receive everything that God has for us during this period so that we can go from strength to strength and grace to grace. Have a blessed day, and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. God God bless bless you. you.